Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. Excellent. A fun weekend. A cold weekend. Yes, it was chilly. The Raiders lost. That's, so That's sad. Sad for me. Yeah. Patriots lost, so it's kind of sad for folks in the area. Yeah, nothing football related is sad for me. No? No. Okay. I just don't care. All right. You know I mean, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl just because, you know, snacks and commercials, but right. that's about it. Okay. You know what is, so uh, you know what doesn't make me sad? What? Disney news. Of course, never. Well, no. it depends on the news, right? Yeah, that's true. But this particular news does not make you sad. Um, the planned Disney pocket guide to the all-star music resort is out. That's right. Uh, this is from the Disney Parks blog. And if you've listened to our show before, you know that the planned Disney panel on Instagram has been releasing a series of planned Disney pocket guides to help you plan a stay at one of their resorts. And they have now released a plan for the All-Star Music Resort, which is a value resort in uh, on Disney property. And it's one of the sister resorts to the All-Star movies and All-Star sports. Uh, we haven't stayed there in years. Yeah, I stayed there for Pop Warner a couple of times. Um, it's probably the least popular of the All-Stars, but it's actually my favorite. Um, the theming is actually really fun. Mm -hmm. okay. And it can be a little less busy than the other ones. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if you're interested in staying there, you can check out the uh, Planned Disney Instagram site and then contact me for a quote. Very good. Yeah. Um, also from the Disney Parks blog, they are talking about um, some of the animals on the Kilimanjaro Safari um, planes. That's right. Uh, we've mentioned over the past couple of months, I think over the past, well, about over the past year, there have been three new white rhino, uh, rhino births. And today, which was Friday, um, Milo, who is a four-month-old rhino, met his one-year-old half-brother, Ranger, and the rest of the group of rhinos. Do you know what a herd of rhinos is called? Is they, are they a crush? They're a crash. A crash. That's right. Uh, which you never want to crash into a rhino. You don't want to crash into a crash. No. No, because that would damage your car. Um, but Milo and Ranger are two of three white rhinos who have been born at the park since 2020. Uh, this is done as part of the Species Survival Plan, which is overseen by the uh, Association of Zoos and Aquariums, and it's for breeding endangered species in managed care. Uh, so Milo is now out on the uh, safari and can be seen on the Harambe Wildlife Reserve as part of the safari uh, Kilimanjaro Safari Ride. And uh, that's not the only little calf news. Um, there was another one that was born in November, uh, and uh, she was unnamed at the time. Um, she was born to Lola and Duggan, mm -hmm. uh, and they have named her Logan, which is a combination of both of those names. That's cute. Uh, Duggan is the bull of the herd, so all of these rhinos are half brothers and sisters to each other. Okay. And uh, Duggan pretty much never sleeps. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a very busy male rhino. I guess. Um, so you can uh, you can check that out at uh, the Disney Parks blog, or you can go to the Animal Kingdom and see them. All right. Uh, moving on to my favorite um, part of all Disney news. This is still from the Disney Parks blog. They have a Best Bites from the reopening um, of some of the park favorites. That's right. A whole n slew of restaurants will be reopening in the very new near future. And these restaurants include the Flying Fish at Disney's Boardwalk, the Turf Club Bar and Grill at the Saratoga Springs and Spa Resort, and Jico, the cooking place at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Okay. So I said that they were, um, that they were park favorites, but they're resort favorites. They are. 
Uh, the Flying Fish will be reopening on January 27th. Um, the Turf Club Bar and Grill will be reopening on February 3rd. And Gico reopens on February 17th. Uh, and then over at the Cape May Cafe, uh, let's see, they are restarting the breakfast. Um, they have a breakfast buffet. So that is coming back. Uh, and then on January 31st at the Ale and Compass, they are returning some breakfast options and offering new lunch, uh, new lunchtime treats. So there's still a, a very small number of restaurants that have not reopened. 1900 Park Fair. Oh, really? Uh, at the Grand Flirtian okay. Cafe is one that I uh, think of. Well, yeah, they're a, a buffet meal. and the characters and they're right. at a resort. So probably one of the last to reopen, I would guess. So, but Gico is a pretty high-end yes. restaurant. I'm surprised that that has taken this long to reopen. Right. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's good to see things slowly come back. I like that um, part of that story there was um, at Ale and Compass. They had um, they had changed the menu a little bit, but they also brought back the buffet. So when you go there for breakfast, you have the option of just the buffet, which is uh, more of a continental um, offerings. And then they have entrees that you can choose or you can choose an entree that also comes with a buffet. Excellent. And uh, they just brought back that buffet portion. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and that is all the Disney Parks blog news. So now we head over to Walt Disney World for some park news because nothing of note happened in California over okay. the weekend. So um, at the Animal Kingdom, there are some um, extended hours. That's right. The Magic Kingdom is going to stay open until 10 p.m. on January 30th and February 5th. Uh, and it will be open until 9 p.m. on January 31st, February 1st, 2nd, and 4th. Uh, let's see. They are now going, uh, let's see, they're continuing to uh, remain open as of 9 a.m. And I just lost the story. So there's also um, extended hours for the Animal Kingdom, correct? Because that's what I originally said. I there, missed the... there is, and I can't get to it. So <laughs> I'm going to have to pause the show. Through the magic of editing software, it's like we've never stopped the show. Right. Uh, but we are back. And uh, the Animal Kingdom is going to be opening one hour earlier as of 8 a.m. on Janu January 30th, February 4th, and 5th. That means that early entry for guests on those days will be at 7.30 a.m. All right, cool. Um, the Muppets Rainbow Connection has a Points of Light show. It's going to be debuting on Spaceship Earth um, during the Festival of the Arts. That's right. Uh, the Rainbow Connection is a song from one of the Muppet movies. And now that they've installed lights around Spaceship Earth, they can use uh, multicolor LEDs to do performances. And they have a new Rainbow Connection uh, show that is being sung by Kermit and Miss Piggy. And uh, a rainbow appears on Spaceship Earth. And it lights up along with the song and in different colors. So it's a whole coordinated uh, light. And song show. Very cool. Yeah. Gotta love the whole points of light thing. It's one of the better things they've done recently over at Epcot. I, I agree. All right. Um, Disney Traders has been converted into a Marvel art shop. This is at Epcot. That's right. It's part of the International Festival of the Arts. And if you're interested in getting any Marvel-based uh, prints or paintings, you can just stop into uh, Disney Traders on your way into the park. Very good. Um. There is a Figment's Brush with the Masters scavenger hunt that is available at the um, Festival of the Arts. Yeah, as always, Figment gets a lot of love during the Festival of the Arts. Okay. Uh, Figment is supposed to 
Uh, he's the figment of your imagination. Right. Uh, so he is supposed to be reflective of creativity and the spirit of imagination. Uh, so once again, this year, they are offering the figments brush with the master scavenger hunt. And you pretty much stop in all of the countries and get a sticker. Um, now, the map costs you $9.99. And you can purchase that at the port of entry, the creation shop, or world traveler. And you have to, uh, on your sticker sheet, place which work of art, show which work of art where Figment is hiding. Uh, and then once you fill out your map, you bring it back to the uh, any one of those locations that you can purchase it from, and you get a paint-your-own-figment figurine. Okay. Which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, something fun for the kids to do while the adults walk around and drink too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a new Figment Spirit jersey available. Yeah, there's a whole Figment theme going on in these yes. uh, four or five stories that okay. we have. I'm not a fan of the Spirit jerseys. I don't get it. Uh, but this one has a very festive uh, Figment celebrating music and art and cooking uh, and, and I don't know. I think part of it, he looks like he's kind of drunk. If it was pajamas, I would like it. Right, but I, <laughs> I don't. I don't get the whole spirit jersey craze. No, me either. All right, um, you can um, get a. I'm sorry. You can get a figment spork as uh, as part of the festival of the arts. That's right. The figment spork will set you back two dollars and fifty cents. It is plastic. Uh, it is not intended for ages uh, two and under. It's for ages three and plus, uh, three and up. Uh, but it is Figment uh, atop the spork holding his little paintbrush. Um, and you'll understand why I mentioned that they're making a Figment spork available in the park uh, when we tell you about our next story is that we mentioned last week that they were introducing a Figment popcorn bucket. Mm -hmm. Well, the Figment popcorn buckets went on sale on January 14th, which was the first day of the International Festival of the Arts. And why don't you tell us what happened during that sale? Uh, well, guests got very excited about it. Um, I guess people were planning planning ahead to go and get their popcorn buckets. Um, the waits for these popcorn buckets ended up being as long as seven hours long. Yeah, uh, for a $20 popcorn bucket. Very odd. Uh, apparently, there were only 3,300 in the park, and uh, there was a limit of, I, I believe, two per person. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, these were very hot, popular items. They were available at the Pop Eats Food Studio, which is across from Starbucks. And it, it was... This rivaled any ride line. That's so we've seen. weird. Um, and it just meandered all around the park. Uh, it, it's just craziness. And the next day, with the actual popcorn bucket being sold out, do you know what they were giving people? What? They were giving out sporks. Oh, for free? Yeah. They were being given the uh, spork instead of the popcorn bucket. Well, if what, though? Like, it's not like, I mean, what, did you get in line for the popcorn bucket and then you got up there and they didn't have it? Apparently, yeah. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Why would they even start have the line if they didn't have any? I don't know. The Rainbow Popcorn Bucket popcorn bucket has sold out, and guests were being given the Figment Spork. Oh, I guess that was uh, the, the day of the line, that first day, mm. that if you were still in that line, by the time you got up there, they gave you your popcorn and a Figment Spork. Gotcha. Uh, because the, the popcorn bucket was no longer available. Right. So um, I would be very unhappy after a seven-hour wait to get your $2.50 yeah. free yeah. spork. Yeah, I think Mandy waited, but she only waited four and a half hours. Who does that? Even four and a half hours for a popcorn bucket is uh, my Millennium Falcon popcorn bucket. I didn't wait that long for. Did you wait at all? Three minutes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there were two, two people in front of me. <laughs> That's about what I would wait. If I would even spend the money to buy one. No, you wouldn't. 
No, not generally. Right. All right. Um, a celebration of Festival of the Lion King shows have been reduced due to COVID-19. That's right. And it's not due to a COVID-19. Uh, it's not a COVID-19 protocol issue. Um, but this is because there has been a COVID-19 outbreak among cast members. Uh-oh. So they have had to uh, reduce the number of daily showings from eight to five. Uh, and this will be, you know, in place until they've got a sufficient number of cast members to accommodate multiple showings per day. Okay. Um, walls have put, been put up over the Out of the Wild store display in the Animal Kingdom. That's right. The Out of the Wild store is now only going to be open to sell beverages and snacks. Uh, no word on why it's closed. Uh, this store is in Rafiki's Planet Watch. Uh, and they used to sell plush uh, items. Plush items are stuffed animals, yep. essentially. Yep. Uh, and uh, apparel. Okay. And they are no longer carrying that out. They are. They do have a couple of mobile, um, mobile merchandise displays that carry pins and small items. But the store that used to be there is no longer open. Okay. Um, I think we already covered this story about some of the new re- the restaurants that are opening back up in Disney World. We did, but we had some uh, details on the menu, but I guess we can skip that. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> oh, another one. <laughs> yes. Wow, we were really excited about Gico. <laughs> All right. All right, we're going to move on to Disney Cruise Line news. That's right. Uh, the Disney Cruise Line uh, has provided some updates on the cruise terminal phase two renovations that are happening in Port Canaveral. Um, and they have invested, I, I believe, uh, close to uh, an additional, I don't know, six, seven million in this. Yikes. Um, but the terminal is up and running. Um, they are predicting 121 ship calls. Uh, they predict that 458,000 multi-day passengers will go through there. Um, there are going to be six cruise ships on port on January 2nd. Oh, that's part of the report, not necessarily Disney. Um, but that they are... Continuing to progress through, um, they are upgrading it for the arrival of the Wish so that they can handle the new liquefied um, natural gas that's going to be their their fuel, okay. uh, which is a, a new thing to the cruise lines. Um, and then they mentioned that on January 16th, they will be transitioning to the voluntary program for the conditional sale order. There is no word on what that entails. Um, we should see that like we should see that soon, tomorrow right yeah, considering today is well today's, today's the, 16th. the 16th but i mean they might just take their time on changing things but should be soon right i would expect that we see something very soon on yep. that yep so um the cdc director speaking of that the cdc director has told a senate committee uh that they do not expect the uh conditional sale order to be renewed uh and that it was set to expire on january 15th this happened on friday Um, And they anticipate that the cruise ship industries will continue to understand that what is currently in place is a really safe practice for the cruise line industry. So uh, that just means that the mandatory rules become guidelines. Okay. And they cannot be enforced by the CDC. All right. Here we go. The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, is debuting on Disney Plus on February 23rd. That's right. That's a uh, big news. They're finally back in an all-new series. Uh, This is an old show. The Loud Family used to have a show, I believe, on ABC Saturday mornings. Loud Family or Proud Family? Proud Family. I'm sorry, Proud Family. Uh, So they are back uh, as of February, only on Disney+. Plus. 
All right. And here's some Disney Plus news that Cheryl's very excited I about. I am. Um, the Santa Claus series starring Tim Allen is going to be coming to Disney Plus. That's right. Scott Calvin, who is the character Tim Allen played in the Santa Claus trilogy, uh, is on the brink of his 65th birthday and realizing that he can't be Santa forever. Uh, so he's starting to lose a step in his duties uh, and he needs to work on finding a suitable replacement. Okay. So... Uh, you know, the original movie was released in 1994, almost 30 years ago, and had sequels in 2002 and 2006. Those are my favorite Christmas movies. Yeah. Production is scheduled to begin in March. I would expect that to be released sometime around November of this year, just in time for the Christmas season. Cool. All right. Um, there's a new trailer for Moon Knight. That's right. Moon Knight, which is a Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, entity. Uh, there will be a new trailer tonight uh, during the NFL uh, Super Wild Card game. Um, this is due uh, based on an announcement on Hulu that was released on Sunday saying that a trailer would be out on Monday night. So uh, that will be posted on our webpage as soon as it comes out. Um, apparently, Moon Knight had wrapped up filming in October. Uh, they filmed over in Budapest. And this will be the first full-length trailer. There was a teaser released a few weeks ago. And this show stars uh, uh, Oscar Isaac, who you may know as Poe Dameron from Star Wars, as Mark Spector. Um, and Ethan Hawke will play the film, the uh, series villain. Oh, I used to love him. We'll see you how he is now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I used to love him when he was young. We'll see what he's like now that he's an old man. All right. Um, Scream uh, has debuted, and the numbers are pretty good at the box office. That's right. And the only reason that is here is because it has finally knocked Spider-Man off of the top of the heap, Spider-Man had been the number one series, um, number one movie four weeks in a row, uh, and it has been displaced and knocked into second place by the new Scream series. Um, so now, domestically, Spider-Man has over seven hundred million dollars in the bank. That is the fourth highest grossest, fourth highest grossing domestic release, only behind Avatar, Avengers: Endgame, and Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Okay, doing pretty well. It is. All right. What else do we have? Nothing there? Uh, we are now going over to Universal. Okay. Um, Volcano Bay is going to have a short closure due to inclement weather. That's right. Volcano Bay, which is Universal's water park, will be closed from January 16th through Tuesday, January 18th. Uh, and that is due to temperatures in Central Florida, which are forecast to be in the mid-60s through Tuesday. Ooh. Well, I mean, it's too cold for a water park, for sure. I would, I would kill for temperatures in the mid-60s. No, not on, not in Florida, you wouldn't. We would have been very disappointed if we were in Florida and it was in the mid-60s. Listen, mid-60s in Florida, I'm still shirtless and in the water. <laughs> sure. All right. Um, a large family snuck into Universal... Um, without tickets, and uh, the accused mother claimed that she just didn't bring, um, I, I don't know what else that says. She just... She didn't bring her children to the park is what she's saying. What? So <laughs> Okay. So uh, security at Universal watched a woman, actually like four adults, one of them pushing a baby carriage, and three teens just walk through the turnstiles. Okay. And then they followed them around the parks and the teens were uh, questioned and they said, yes, you know, that was us and that was our mother. Uh-huh. And then they found the woman who was the mother and the mother said that no, her teens were in the park, but they were dropped off by someone else and she had never been in the park and she was just there to pick them up. Uh. So eventually what happened is that uh, 
the adults were all charged with, I believe, uh, trespass. Um, and uh, the children were, oh, no, I'm sorry, the women were arrested for uh, not having tickets. The children were just charged with trespass, which is uh, a lesser offense. Right. Um, but I find it very funny that it was just a, a family of like eight people. Just figured they'd walk right in. Right through the turnstiles. Yeah. And, uh, well, apparently you can't get away with it. No, you can't. So that is, uh, that is not good news for them. No. All um, right. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Brightline high-speed railway that's supposed to go uh, to Orlando. That's right. The Brightline uh, – so this ties to Disney and somewhat Universal because we know that the Brightline railway, which is going to go from Miami to Port Canaveral to Orlando International Airport, uh, is also expected to have a spur that goes to Disney Springs. Universal is trying to get a stop on International Drive uh, for themselves as well. Uh, but right now, the high-speed rail to Orlando has reached a 70% completion mark, uh, and it will uh, begin testing very shortly. Uh, so that is good news if you're looking for uh, information on that. Now, the, the funny thing is people thought that this rail line was supposed to replace Magical Express, um, but people didn't understand that the train uh, rail line will not be ready until 2026. So we've still got a, yeah. you know, 30% more of the railway to get done, and uh, it's going to take at least four more. Plus, years it was never going to be free, so no, you know, not really exactly a replacement. Exactly. So, do you have any uh, any final words before we sign off? Nope. All right. So, hope everyone has a good uh, good day, and until Wednesday, I'm Tony, and I'm Cheryl, and you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.